No one's going to want this fucking idea. No, they want it desperately. <laughs> they heard about all the synergy and shit. <laughs> Some guy like, calls up one of the guys like, holy fuck, did you hear about all this fucking synergy? It got me so hard. <laughs> so much synergy going on over there. It's ridiculous how much synergy the there is. The cross-brand ideas are just, oh, God. Like that's Someone is going to be talking about this for sure yeah. on Tuesday. For sure. Yeah. I mean, one thing I definitely don't want to mention on the podcast so they don't steal the idea is, is what can happen if we put a lightsaber in E.T.'s hand. <laughs> oh, shit. No. Yeah, you probably shouldn't mention that. Yeah. Welcome to Story, the podcast where we take one form of media and translate it into another. This week we're going to be taking the original film E.T., the extraterrestrial, and we're actually not going to turn it into something else, but we, what we are going to do is we're going to create the sequel, the soft reboot from 2017 that nobody asked for and try and figure out how to make that movie um, instead of turning it into a different type of thing. So let's kick it off. Where do we think we should start with this? Well, let's talk about what they would do with it. I mean, it yeah. seems like one of the few sacrosanct properties that they haven't tried to do something like this yet, and it's ripe for it happening. And let's so explore. let's do it. Let's ruin this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be terrible. Um, first, hey, first of all, I do want to talk a little bit about how we sound a little different this week. Uh, we are mm-hmm. not recording remotely from each other. Harrison moved away, so we are no longer um, sweating together in a hot Yeah, room. we're sweating separately now. Yeah. So uh, anyway, before we uh, kick it off, I just wanted to say that um, I miss your musk. Oh, um, I can <laughs> sort of mail you some, I guess. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't mail me musk. I want no musk in my I don't mail. Think, I don't think I don't think you're allowed to mail musk. Actually, I think that's actually one, one of the sort of like controlled substances. I'm almost positive. You're probably right. I- I just put a little bit of musk on every letter I send. <laughs> it's like sealed with a kiss, but it's not. It's sealed with some musk. Weirdly, though, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like you're bragging when you say that. <laughs> yeah, it almost sounds like you like you're happy about that. Yeah, my musk is so potent. I, I have to say though, that, which is great because no one mails letters anymore, so those are just going right in the garbage. When I email, I email my musk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's I talk about this. Chat, my musk. Shut the fuck up. Let's talk about this stupid movie. <laughs> it's going to be a great movie. I think it's going to make a lot of money. But the studio is going to bounce back. You know, we've been having some, we've been yeah. having some rough, some lean years. But this, this is going to be it. This is what turns the studio around. We're really going to nail this one. We're going to make every safe decision that makes the story so bland but safe that every idiot who just yeah. doesn't feel like putting ET into their fucking DVD player again. It's gonna be. Oh my god! You made me think about that movie. I love it again. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that it just is a ton of references to the first movie, uh, and like winks and nods to the audience, and we're gonna make it super unrelatable to everybody. Sounds great. Yeah, it's gonna be, but it's gonna be so safe. Like we're just. I mean, how many? Mo- let's 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 first list all of the moments we're just gonna recreate. Please, uh, ET phone home. Oh yeah. Yep. It's 2017, though, so what the fuck? Who uses a phone anymore? E.T. text uh, home. Yeah, E.T. Yeah. E- <laughs> e- e- Snapchat home. Oh, my God. He's using a shitload of emojis, of course. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's relatable. The kids are relatable. It's relatable for kids. Emojis. That's what's going to happen is it's just going to be a fucking... Elliot's going to fucking put an emoji of a finger pointing. And then just like this... <laughs> This weird emoji he's never seen. Of a little no, it's just going to be a sparkle emoji and like a finger pointing up. Hang on, hang on, though. It's not going to be Elliot. It's going to be Elliot's son. Of course. Elliot Jr. I think you're wrong there. I think it's going to be Drew Barrymore's character. Oh, shit. You're right. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're totally so right. So then you can have Drew Barrymore as the bigger uh, celebrity draw. I don't know. Henry Thomas. We're going to recreate the getting drunk at school scene, I think. No, it's 2017. Kids can't get drunk in movies anymore. What the fuck is wrong with you? Okay. Okay, no, well, that's what we're saying, right? Like, is it going to be is it going to be a kid or is it going to be just 40-year-old Elliot who still has this weird link with E.T. and it's just, his life has just gone wrong? It'll be both. So he's going to pass the link on to his son. Like a curse. Yeah. Like the monkey's paw. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great. What's going to happen is... Uh, his son's going to go to school and vape. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and E.T.'s going to vape, then, too. And then one of E.T.'s alien friends is going to call him a douche. For no reason. 
Oh man, you're getting you're spilling your e juice everywhere. That this is gonna, you know, what's gonna be? It's gonna be to, in order to up the stakes uh, for a 2017 audience. Uh, the the link is still gonna happen, but it's gonna happen across uh, the universe. So we're gonna we're gonna actually see ET like in high school uh, on his own planet. <laughs> and, oh my god! Wait. Is E.T. And, like young enough that now at 2017 he's in high school? Yeah, yeah. And the clever thing is, uh, clever in quotation marks here, that uh, now Elliot's kid, who now has the power, is controlling E.T. from afar. Oh, man. So it's like a little switch. Yeah, we switch it around. Switcheroo. So so we're going to get to see a lot of E.T.'s homeworld, which I think I know, I know that the audience is really gonna has been really clamoring for us to know a lot more about where E.T. is from. Yeah, I mean, I've when I was watching the first E.T., I was like, you know this intrigue and mystery <laughs> that, that surrounds the alien? What if we just answered but every I, I question? I don't want any of that. Yeah, let's just make it all blatantly apparent <laughs> from the get-go and just start the movie on, on E.T.'s homeworld. It'll be like Man of Steel where it just uh, – the, the movie starts on his homeworld. It's like it's, it's a, there's a crazy action sequence for some reason where E.T. has to get uh, a sunflower, which is originally native to his own planet, um, off the planet. I love this. I love this. This is great. Sounds good to me. Perfect. This might be, this might be too good of an idea. <laughs> <laughs> we, okay, so we'll record this and then just not release the episode so no one gets to know what we're talking about. We'll just use this. And, um, what might be fun is like kind of in the spirit of like Tron Legacy. It's like E.T. Well, I'm sorry. Like, what did you call it? <laughs> Tron Legacy? 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean. To, I don't mean to make fun of your speech impediment. Please continue. No, it's okay. Anyway, ET, Tron, ET Legacy, as we'll call this. <laughs> ET Legacy. Wait, ET. Are you actually? Are you actually pitching calling it ET Legacy because it's a really good name? No, but I am now. Okay. This, but what might or, be are, the, uh, wait, or is it E2? Uh, I can't wait till the third of the trilogy, which is called 3D. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> this is just a fucking e backwards. <laughs> oh shit! Fuck. Three uh, T. So you, we're idea, just gonna pull a Fast and the Furious with this, where every single version of the movie just has an increasing number and is somehow like linked into the title in some goofy way. And we have to sort of like bend over backwards. We have to just destroy the English language to make that work. The fifth one is called Terrestrial, and the sixth oh, one is called shit. Extra, and that's it. It's just extra. But the second one is extra, extra terrestrial. <laughs> yeah. E.T., the extra, extra terrestrial. It gets, it gets really... XT. <laughs> it gets really confusing when uh, when they, they go back to, like, like Fast and the Furious did Fast and Furious. So this is going to be E.T., the extra terrestrial, turns into E.T., extra terrestrial. It gets Absolutely. real confusing. Absolutely. And that's the soft reboot where we go, that's like the eighth one, right? And, and it's sort of like a re- reset where it's a different E.T. and it's a different kid. <laughs> yeah. It's E.T.'s kids that had kids with Henry's kids. Or what's a kid's oh, kid? Gross, Elliot's weird. kids. Yeah. They all have kids together. They're family. Oh, my God. Okay. See, now this is not a children's film. All right. Sorry. I want to hear Chris was going to say something. You interrupted him like 40 times. I want to hear what he had to say earlier. <laughs> That's all right. I think I think the way you might be able to do this though is that uh, Elliot grows up and maybe he does have a kid. My idea has evolved since I haven't been able to say it. But initially it was that Elliot, <laughs> it was that Elliot like he he misses ET and he's like forty or, or whatever, however old he would be now. I guess he's close to my age. So yeah, roughly forty. Um, and he reaches out to ET because of technology's advanced so much that he feels like he might be isolated able to make contact with him and he sends a message out to ET. But my, that was my initial idea. I was going to pitch is that he like tries to establish a reconnection. But now <laughs> what if Elliot's kid and ET's kid fucking reestablish or establish a connection by sheer weirdly other world, otherworldly coincidence. And it puts ET and Elliot back in Dutch. And then you have two generations of ET's inter- son finds something that belonged to Elliot. Like it's like that shark, uh, cl- like claw grabber thing. Like ET took it with it's him. It's weird that you said that. Exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. I was gonna, I was gonna ask uh, Chris when you pitched that. Like, do does like Elliot get a job at like NASA or something to like figure out how to reestablish a connection with with ET? Like, does he sort of devote his entire life and his career and like trying to figure out how to reestablish that connection because he's got this weird codependent 
like need to have ET in his life, or is it just something that he just of does in his spare does. time? That just, or is he just like, is it just obsessing his spare time? Like every time he gets home from his like boring job, he just runs down to the basement where he's working like a CB radio, like attached <laughs> to a record player and a, and a speaking spell. And like his 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 wife is really concerned about him because this is all he does with his spare time. Or maybe he's been divorced, you know, because his like wife is like, if you can't put down that weird speaking spell, I'm leaving you, and and he just kind of doesn't care because he's so obsessed with getting ET back. All of those things are yes. true. Yeah, those all sound like they could fit into the same movie. It's like he has a <laughs> true. he has a job at NASA trying to establish a connection with ET, but his boss is a dick, so he he cuts his grant or whatever, and then. <laughs> he he takes like illegally takes shit home from NASA. Perfect. Yes, I was going to say that uh, into his basement where his wife is worried about him because he illegally stole shit from NASA. But she's also supportive and cool, uh, so that he can reestablish contact with ET. But it turns out that he didn't need to do any of that. All he had to do was uh, you know touch a sunflower, and the two of them uh, start <laughs> feeling each other again. If you know what I mean, like in the biblical sense. No. <laughs> oh, then I, I don't know what you mean. Yeah, sexually. No, I mean uh, they they start. You know, they they, they like he has to he has to learn to reach out with his feelings, and mm. that's how they reestablish the connection. Also, he still saves some of that tunnel bit from the, the first movies where they like, the NASA guys were like they had that like bio tunnel. Oh man, the, the 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 fucking like nightmare scene that just scars all children for life with the yeah the like men in white like lab coats and masks that just rush in and like steal the the squealing ET. Yeah, he's just <laughs> that the worst absolutely noise. destroyed me as a child. It was so it was so traumatic. It was really bad. So yeah, so ET's uh, uh, ashy white body always scared the shit out of me. Or, oh, when he's, like, dying? Yeah, when he's, like, dying and he's just, like, super, like... I mean, that was the first time that, that they'd shown anything close to a dead body in a film that I had seen. And I just remember seeing that and being like, oh, my God. Yeah, he looks rough. He's... he's Yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of a fucked so up image to show a child, for sure. What? He's, like, ashy. No, I, I know. I didn't hear what you said. Anyway, uh... The the point is that Henry Thomas comes back and is in the movie again and uh, passes it off to some young Moppet, uh, whoever the, the latest Hollywood Moppet is, or the latest Hollywood, uh, like like It, uh, Stephen King's It that just came out not too long ago, had, uh, you know, uh, the, the discovery, like, was introducing this person in the credits, I think. You know? Oh, really? Like that's that's Henry's son. Mm, yeah, yeah, I can see that. So it's it's like the the fourth Indiana Jones movie, which we will not speak of, other than it's like the passing of the torch scene. Does he like hand him some sort of like? Does he hand him like the shark grabber? It says, "This is yours now." <laughs> no, ET has the shark grabber. Remember? Oh, right. He's of course. My mistake. Sorry. Yeah. I was just I was just reading all the notes that we had made down in in this in this executive meeting. He's like using it to of... make his son breakfast at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> really? You think he'd use this like holy artifact from Earth? <laughs> like just like do like chores around the house, yeah, especially when he has telekinesis powers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and his son's like, "Dad, why are you bothering with that shit?" He's just really uncool. Like he's just a super uncool dad using like physical objects to do chores. Oh man, we just find out that ET was like lame, and like Henry. I don't want to call him Henry because that's his actor's name, Henry Thomas, Elliot. Elliot really was like they were both losers, you know. Yeah. Like, and they didn't realize he didn't realize that that ET was a loser. But now we see I that think that's really- he's like George McFly. Oh, I like that. That's a good angle. It's not really. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty terrible. The way that they actually might be able to do it, though, that they actually might try to do it is like, I feel like even 
I feel like the government would have covered up Elliot's like they, they, they wouldn't have allowed him to share his experience much. And maybe he like had, had to bury it and he kind of grew past it and he grew up and he had a family, but then he dies. Right. And then his kid, like he happened to mention it once or twice to his kid just out of sheer wanting to bond and his kid didn't quite believe him. But then he, he, something happens and the kid starts to form like this weird connection he does not aware of and it ends up being with E.T. Oh man. And when he calls, when he calls E.T. back, E.T.'s like, like big hero six subordinate for the father that he lost. You know what I mean? And then he starts to connect with Elliot through E.T. And then we try to get some gut wrench ear, ear jerky kind of moments out of that. I think there's a great, there's a scene in there where, um, he says something on his deathbed, like Rosebud, you know? <laughs> and then the Fuck, kid, really good. the kid goes uh, like around the house, looking around. Uh, and he, cle- he, he, go ahead. He, I was just gonna say his, those words are clearly ET phone home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, like, e. the phone oh, home <laughs> and he like finds something in the basement, and we hear like he goes into the basement of the house, you know, and uh, he goes down there, and it's creepy and weird. And then he looks over and he sees some magical artifact. I don't know what it is. The sunflower, whatever. It's the thing they use to call. Uh, it's the thing they use to call. It yeah, yeah, exactly, people. exactly. Yes. Yeah, it, you're totally right. And like we hear the bars from the original, the original uh, John Williams score. It's like, you know. And then uh, that's also used in the trailer. That's the whole trailer is basically him going into the basement and seeing that. And, and they do a piano version of the fucking song. Oh shit! Yeah, of course they do. Absolutely, they do that. Yeah, I yeah, I think the idea that like Elliot Senior has been telling his son these like stories as like bedtime stories, and just sort of like passing them off almost as if they're not real, and just being like, and then I did this thing, and then I did that thing, and his kid is just kind of assuming that they're just made up stories, and on his deathbed, he like gives him the fucking like lockbox key or a room key or whatever, I get into a secret room and like. He goes down to the basement and and realizes that all these things his dad has been telling him for his whole like childhood are actually real. There's a mural painted you know? on the fucking basement wall for some reason. <laughs> it shows <laughs> everything that happened. It's like it's, it's like really the Amblin logo is there, and like uh, oh yeah, oh shit, okay, yeah. And then he like turns around and the bike with the basket is is right there. It's all still there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I was gonna say we have to recreate the the oh, the Amblin shot right. I was gonna. Well, what happens is he goes and he takes the bike and he's like, Oh, my bike, my bike broke or whatever. And he fucking drives the bike to school. And then all of a sudden it just lifts off the ground. He's like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> he has like no control over it. Like what the fuck is happening? Oh man. In this movie though, if we're going to, if we're going to continue with the force awakens style shit, like it, he, he, the, the iconic shot is recreated, but it's recreated against like an eclipse. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh it's like, man, yeah. It's got we got to up it to the nth degree. They go to ET's planet. He takes the bike with him for some reason, and there are three moons there. And yeah, so he of crosses course. And he goes moons. in front of all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I like the I, I like the idea that that he finds that bike in the basement, not realizing anything about it. Like he's like, oh, cool. My dad had a, a bike, a spare bike. I'm going to take this because my bike is busted. And then he. You know, he takes it not realizing what it is, and then it sort of has these powers that he doesn't understand, uh, and it sort of freaks him out when he realizes that this shit is real. Does the bike fly without E.T., though? I don't think it does. It has to. Well, this is what an executive decision is, right? Oh, I guess like, so. now it does. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now now it's now it's like it was imbued with powers. And, right. <laughs> uh, yep. and, 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 oh, man, we do flashbacks to uh, Elliot's childhood where he, he wanted to um, – Take his his high flying bike circus act on the road, <laughs> but his parents wouldn't let him. <laughs> no, the government wouldn't let him. The government wouldn't let him. Peter Coyote shows up, uh, and is like, "Sorry, son, that's the guy who plays keys." In case you guys were wondering, thanks for the. I appreciate that. I wasn't sure what you were talking about. Yeah, he shows up, and uh, and D Wallace shows up in the movie again, of course, to mourn the passing of Elliot. I I like that the government would be like, you can have this magical floating bike, but don't tell anyone about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm a big fan of the idea that the government's covering all this shit up and everyone just thinks he's a fucking crank, you know? But the government will get involved because they'd be like, oh, fucking Elliot's kid now is our link to to the aliens. 
Oh my god, they like so abduct that, him and like use him to like contact the aliens. Well, they're or they're they're secretly monitoring him, right? Oh yeah, and so like it passes to his son. Like once, um, if he it, like you know he dies, and then uh, and he tells his son where to find his shit, and he says like you know beware the man with the keys on his deathbed. <laughs> has to be super cryptic. Yeah, and then. And then it, <laughs> And you think it's going to be the same guy, and it's like, oh no, this guy turned out to be a good guy in the in the first movie. Is he gonna is he gonna suck now? But it's a different guy with different keys. Yeah, I, it'd also be a super executive decision to say it's the same guy, but completely blow up all of his important character stuff in the first movie by saying no, he was actually evil the whole time. He had an ulterior motive you didn't know about until this movie. That feels about right. Yeah, yeah, good. Oh. You know, you know what that ulterior motive was? Please tell me. <laughs> they tried to, they tried, they tried to clone ET for fucking like military purposes. <laughs> yeah. yeah so like do, do they have just a room full of ETs? Oh man, an evil version of ET that they like crossbred with like a okay. I don't know, so, like a cobra. You're totally. <laughs> this movie's going in all sorts of directions. <laughs> no, 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 you're totally onto something because this is the Jurassic World route. I think is what you're talking about here. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. so basically, what happens is, hang on, let's retroactively fix this. So, what happens is, uh, Elliot starts feeling something again. Uh, he starts. He he tells his son, "What's his son's name? Henry. Let's call him Henry." Yeah, Henry's good. Yeah. No, he names him after some. He, he names him like his initials are like Edward Thomas. Oh, Henry Edward Thomas. He calls him penis breath. I don't think he calls him penis breath. That's a weird thing to call your child. <laughs> so, uh, so hang on though. So he starts to feel something again. He dies. The son unwittingly uh, is now caught in a web of international intrigue, wherein. They have been cloning an E.T., an evil E.T., this whole time. He's the one he's feeling the bond with. Oh, and then shit. real E.T. later has to come in and help fix the situation. Yeah, that's. I was actually weirdly thinking of something very similar in which, like, in which the government was, like, trying to contact... They, they use, like, E.T. technology and they contact, like, a malicious separate alien race and then like et doesn't show he shows back up at the end like luke skywalker at the end of force awakens and like helps them like he's in a cowl and like facing away from the camera well yeah most of the movie though they're combating and they're they're, like they've introduced this like explosive evil alien element and it's not to the end that et comes in and he fucking like revenge of the sith yoda Attacks the fucking... <laughs> <laughs> they, just start, they fight in the Senate and just start throwing chairs at each other yeah, in the city it. hall. No, 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 no. It has to be... And then attack of the clones. It has to be. It has to be from the fucking uh, Star Wars prequels. It has to be one of the background aliens from the from the Star Wars oh, prequels. Shit. That's the evil yeah, aliens from this movie. Uh, okay, guys. I, I really love this, and I'll tell you why I really love this a lot. Because it sets us up for a really strong franchise. Mm. You know what I mean? If we're, I mean, this sounds like we're we're starting a franchise, and well, I think that that's it, it the right definitely, move. It allows for cross promotional, like it, uh, synergy, it, it, a whole, a whole, yeah, a whole, uh, and so many opportunities for, you know, a larger expanded universe. Yeah, sort of like a, a synergistic um, transmedia experience. Yeah, transmedia. Yeah, that's what we want is transmedia. Yeah, that's. I heard someone say that in the hall the other day, and it sounds really hot. So I, I want to get some transmedia hot? in this movie. It sounds hot. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's happening. You know, I'm trying to talk like an executive, and you're ruining the bit. Sorry. It does sound hot. <laughs> All though. right, so I'm a little so, bothered. Uh, uh, hot and bothered. I'm wow, both. this movie. This that's a roaring endorsement of this of ET two of E two. Um, How are we ever going to get to three T if it's not a franchise? Exactly right. That's kind of what we were talking about earlier, right? And then we'll get to e- ET8, yeah. which will be just be ET extraterrestrial, um, which I'm really it's into. Like the, it's like the Avengers Affinity War. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Do we just keep adding, like, ET colon the extraterrestrial colon the Infinity War kind of shit? Like, we just keep adding weird subtitles that mean nothing underneath the, the movie title? Yeah. No? Okay. Well... <laughs> No, I was just trying to think of a clever one, like 
like phone home is definitely a subtitle of one of these. Um, uh, so I want to, I want to sort of go back and recap where we're at. Cause we've, we've tossed a lot of really, really just fantastic ideas around. And I want to sort of yeah, like shore that in, shore that up. Cause I, I want to build a really strong pitch. Please, please um, uh, further describe the word, the fantastic as you're using it in that sentence. <laughs> uh, really valuable and well thought out <laughs> with no plot holes or so you, sort of, you are uh, making you know, a value no judgment. Alter- you are making a value judgment. I mean, Absolutely, I'm making a value judgment. All right. Uh, and then whenever you make a, a sequel endeavor like this, what's really important is just pleasing the fans and giving them everything that they could already get from just rewatching the movie. Yeah, you know, <laughs> on that note, I, I was going to ask you, you guys, like, what other really good quality references to the first E.T. movie can we just kind of get in there? Okay, so Reese's Pieces is all over the place. Oh, shit, you're right. Of course. How could we forget? We're bringing Reese's Pieces no, back. It, hold on. Hold on. I mean, Reese's Pieces, we've seen that, right? Like, let's not give them the same thing. So, <laughs> like, Reese, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> Full like Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> no, no, because fans will rebel if it's not Reese's Pieces. Okay? Well, hold on. He comes back for Reese's Pieces. But then Edward Thomas gives him a fucking Reese's peanut butter cup. <laughs> Who the fuck is like, Edward Holy Thomas? <laughs> That's a that's kid. Elliot that's the kid's kid. name. L. His name. He is it hyphenated? He like, gives him a very cryptic. Uh, um, Henry. Clue okay. The, so like first, before he dies, he's like, you, "I named you after my best friend." So fi- does he? Does he like tell his kid? Too. Does he tell his kid that he's named after ET? Does he call him ET? Just like he calls, like he tells Jr. Him or like after JD. His best friend. Does, well, but does he call him Edward Hyphen Thomas or does he call him ET? Like I think ET, come eat your breakfast, right? Like, and that way we can call this movie ET as well. And it's actually the terrestrial. It's ET the, the terrestrial. <laughs> yeah, ET the terrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so hang on a second, though. So, it can't be Edward Thomas, because the fucking actor's name is Henry Thomas. Oh, shit! Oh, shit! It's too, it's too self-referential. I mean, it might uh, not be for... Just, I think you just convinced me why his middle name is Thomas, Sean. Yeah, no. But his name's Elliot Thomas. It's it's not... We never hear it in the movie, but when you go to the Wikipedia page, that's how you find out. Yeah. That his name is E. Thomas. Uh... Um, I want to. I want to keep diving into this Reese's Pieces sort of uh, mystery box we've got going on. Yeah. Well, first of all, how does the Burger King promotion <laughs> tie in? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot we had a Burger King commercial. Yeah, we uh, have to do in. a Burger Burger King. Uh, we have to we have to do glasses, but we can't do glasses because those are dangerous for kids. So what we have to do right. is we have to have uh, paper cups that are collectible. Collectible paper cups. No, no, no. You do the big cup, the, or the big gulp, the plastic, like, big gulp with a straw in it, you know, with the lid? Yeah, but the lid looks like E.T. No, it's his finger. The straw is his finger. <laughs> yeah, you just suck in E.T.'s <laughs> finger, and it lights up. Absolutely. You can put little batteries in it, you know, it changes colors. Oh, my God. That's it. A light That's, up there's your promotion. finger straw is the grossest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> well, sell sell a million. Hold on. It, 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 they have, like, a pizza. Like for pizza, what was the pizza that they used in the movie? What, I think it was Pizza Hut, wasn't it? I don't. Know. You're asking like the a, wrong man. They ordered pizza at some point. And I can't. I know that there was product placement. I can't remember what it was now. But now there's like the ET pizza, and it's just got big fucking Jimmy Dean sausage things on it that look exactly <laughs> like ET's fucking finger. <laughs> ET finger oh sausages. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's great. Because what you'll have is you'll have the like. The match cut of his finger to a sausage on the pizza. Well, the important thing is that this is all part of the story. Well, of course, of course. Sorry, you're right. Absolutely yeah, right. Well, we should we should make sure that that it, it feels e- like e. E. the kid natural. Et the kid like just doesn't like sausage and he doesn't know why. So his mom orders a <laughs> sausage pizza and he fucking goes to take the sausage off his pizza and like all of a sudden there's this weird connection that he feels. No, no, no wait, like he wait. Gets, like a flash. <laughs> he grabs them off the pizza and they start floating in the air <laughs> in a in in a, in a circle uh, and they arrange themselves in in a, to spell out uh, a warning about evil et. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of sausages, though. You all know, of those sausages, all of those really huge finger sausages, just get up in the air and spell out, uh, don't trust him. <laughs> Fuck, that's really good. And, and everyone at the table is like, did everyone just see that? 
And, no. and, and the wife is just completely just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't see anything. I'm just kind of like eating her pizza and not try, trying to pretend that this is not fucking happening in her house again. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. This is great. We have some really good promotions in here. Yeah. But, but, but there's also definitely a trick-or-treat scene. In which Elliot, oh, yeah. er, Elliot's son goes out with his friends, and one of them's dressed like a different Star Wars character. Yeah, it's dressed, one of them's dressed like no, no, all of them are dressed Maz up like Star Kanata. Wars characters. That one yeah. of them's dressed like, like Maz Kanata. One of them's dressed up like Ray. One of them's dressed up like uh, yeah. uh, John Boyega. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's a Kylo Ren, like the older brother's Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. What can we, can we get? Some can we? So we have uh, Reese's pieces. Can we get any other candy uh, references into this? For the for the scene, right? Because we're gonna have Reese's pieces all over the. Well, here's place, the thing, but... Harrison. Honestly, what would probably happen in this movie is that uh, you know whoever bid the highest would get the cameo. So M and M's would clearly be replacing right. Reese's pieces in this reboot, and then there would be oh, a self referential line from uh, ET's father saying, <laughs> uh, "In my day, it, it was, it was, it was, it was like Reese's old. pieces." Yeah. Yeah. Or like, Reese's Pieces, nobody eats that shit anymore. Get with the times. Everyone's on M&M's now or something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, are we going to recreate the closet full of stuffed animals scene? Yeah, but it'd be like, like, the, like an like F.A.O. Hiding... Schwartz or something. No, well, okay, so here's my question, right? Because we, we, we're talking a lot about um, E.T.'s homeworld, and we haven't really explored that idea a little bit. I think we should break that open a little bit, because what if E.T.? E.T.'s homeworld, like, what if uh, um, Elliot's kid goes to E.T.'s world and he has to, like, blend in and not get caught? Yeah, they have a bunch of stuffed children there. <laughs> stuffed, stuffed human children? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, it's like poetry. It rhymes. Uh, oh, f- it's like a circle. It's like a ring, you know? Yeah, it's like exactly like a ring. And, and, and so uh, E.T. has to hide no. in the closet on E.T.'s world. As a child. That's not what it is, Sean. I'm Don't sorry. Be ridiculous. We can't, we can't is, keep calling the kid ET. This is just going to fucking confuse me and the audience. <laughs> yes. Well, then how can we call it the movie ET and not have it just be a regular remake, Harrison? Come on. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> but You're right. It's not a stuffed animal, Sean. It's a fucking statue memorial that commemorates their only contact with humankind. <laughs> That he stands in the middle of. <laughs> he stands right next oh, to perfect. it. Like, like uh, <laughs> yeah. Solid Snake in Metal Gear Solid 4. Grabs onto the crotch, uh, <laughs> like to, to blend in for some reason. Oh, perfect. So he's just in the square, it, like in like it, the alien sort of like, you know, square or like pagoda where this giant sort of statue is, has been created. Yeah. I mean, what we, what we've seen is how that contact with the aliens, uh, changed some of the earthlings like Elliot, but what's really interesting is how, the other end of that played out, like how human contact affected the aliens. That's, that's loves, what I want to explore. He loves beer now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. There's, there's alien <laughs> he brings beer. a six-pack of Bud Light back to his planet and just fucks the entire like growth of that planet as everyone just gets drunk all the time now. Just crashing flying saucers all over <laughs> yeah. the place. Really, uh, uh, Elliot has had a secret uh, business trans- uh, smuggling uh, Miller Light. To ET's was planet. it Miller Light? I don't remember. Probably. I think it was actually. Well, but in this movie, it won't necessarily be Miller Light. It will be whoever pays the most. That's a good point. See, you, you've always got these really good points, uh, and I really appreciate they're, that. They're good story points too. It, it's really important that <laughs> the correct uh, beer is the one that and uh, Henry Thomas. I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, Elliot. Coors Light. Yeah. Well, no, I mean Coors Light. You know, they don't have any money. It would be Budweiser. It would be, uh, you know. No, it's, the, come on, to be serious, it's 2017. It would be some sort of craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. like Goose Island. Island. Yeah, it would. It would be Lagunitas, uh, now that they're owned by Miller or whatever. Yeah. Um, Blue Moon. So it would be I, Blue Moon, because that's a Coors beer now. Blue Moon has been oh a Coors God, beer really? since I was a fucking child. What are you talking about? Well, it's sure. I didn't know that. I learned something new tonight. It's also garbage beer, so take okay. That. Well, that, you know, we're not making. You know, well, no, we're not going to get there. fucking Blue Moon sponsors. Thanks, yeah. Sean. I don't Great want work. Blue Moon we're, sponsors. We're going to cut this out. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, the important so thing I, is I wanna... that ET gets the Blue Moon sponsorship. Okay, that's all that matters. That's true. 
That's true. We just won't bring you into the room <laughs> when we talk to the blooming people. on his fucking planet there so he can garnish it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's another import. That's yeah. another thing that's smuggled there. That's just that's just some uh, guy, though, from, from South America who's importing oranges to E.T.'s planet. Like a, I, I have a... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I have a, I have a question... Um, that I, I want to explore because we've been talking about all these sort of really great sort of callbacks, but the more I, the more we talk about this, the more I feel like this whole movie just needs to be the first ET movie, but the roles are switched. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Like, I, 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 we, we talked a lot about like reforging the connection. Alien finds a kid. Yeah. An alien finds a kid and it happens to be Elliot's kid. Okay. Obviously. So hang um, on though. What you, what you start, you start the movie on ET's planet. Everything happens exactly the same way. Absolutely. But there's a human child out out there and then we find out midway through the movie that uh elliot created a spaceship to travel to et's planet <laughs> i love and it. they got marooned there and exactly the same shit happens to his kid as happened to et um w- would we have like we still have to have human brands though right because we need that cross-brand synergy so he just brought a bunch of like human stuff in his spaceship, right? Yeah. Well, there's an entire scene where yeah. uh, that 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 they just keep trying new hair products. You know, <laughs> like for, for some reason, <laughs> like they, even though they don't have any hair, uh, Elliot pulls out some like you know Aquanet. Not that that's a thing anymore, but <laughs> I was going to say, man, that's a throwback. Hey, Aquanet's coming back. I, I mean, I, I'll trust your judgment on that one. You should. This is a There's really good movie. scene in which E.T. E. or E.T.'s child is um, dissecting some sort of small alien creature. Like a small pig. Or, 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 in, he's, he's, he's supposed to, but he can't bring himself to euthanize or the, the thing in order to dissect it, so he lets them off free. But I mean, it would be much more interesting to see an alien creature be let free than just some, <laughs> something we already know, like a frog. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fuck. Like, point. what kind of CG thing could we create? I mean, anything, really, anything our brains can come up with, we could just put up there. Yeah, let's not be just, limited by animals that we already know and care about. I mean, we just just get ILM on the horn and just sort of like let them do some revs on this. I think we could come up with a really cool alien creature. You know, to, honestly, to have a whole scene with. Or it doesn't. I mean, it, there's an opportunity for. Go ahead, John. No, it, do- it doesn't even need to be incorporated into the script, really. I mean, we could just, like, tell them to just do something. Do That's something what I'm saying. Cool. Just let them, let them go yeah, wild. Yeah, you're right. Or you there's know? more opportunities for cross-promotional where you could have that frog thing outside of Jabba's Palace and return to the Jedi. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. So we, we can actually so, – so in, in a future Star Wars movie, we can actually go to that – that creature's home planet and learn a lot more about that creature as well as we're learning about yeah. et's home planet which is really important to the fans we can well, also the fan favorite not killed science room animal we can sort the, of go to his planet that's, as well. the, that's the cartoon that, that's on youtube you know like that that cartoon that oh, appears yeah. on youtube is yeah, about yeah, that yeah. creature except yeah. you, you you call it like young such and such right and then it's about him growing up before he got old enough to be captured right it's like he's like prequel yeah Young dissection subject. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. We have to come up with a cool name. We'll get we'll get um we'll get some folks on that and oh and yeah, some marketing name down. Yeah, yeah. We, you, you know what well, you need. Yeah, is, we'll do some focus tests. You really need somebody to focus test that name so that people get what they want. <laughs> well, I mean, you want to feel like the first movie still is important, so maybe it is named after like Reese's Pieces or something. Oh my god! <laughs> like, it just it, became a cultural <laughs> phenomenon, and now they just name shit after the, after like brands that they encountered on, on Earth. <laughs> Recipia Picia or something like that, like that, that that really makes it feel like the first movie was was addressed and respected, <laughs> <laughs> and the story of that still resonates in the in the universe of ET. Yes, yeah, so sure. would they would they have named it in in world after the Reese's pieces, or is that just like a, a wink and a nod to the to the first movie for the audience? Um, uh, obviously, we wouldn't do something so cheap as it's just making it a wink and a nod to the. To the first movie to the Okay, audience. so we're going to fully tie it into the, to the brand placement. In the I'm brand. not sure. Absolutely. I'm honestly not sure how you're going to make an action figure out of just a wink and a nod, Harrison. Yeah, you know what? That's a really that's a fair point. That's a really fair yeah. point. We need to talk about that kind of thing. We need to figure out if we're going to make a video game or if we're going to do um, action figures and stuff like that. So that you know, that's a really good fair point. 
An idea that just, idea, an idea that just occurred to me, um, as I am my fourth class of whiskey through this conversation, um, is that the ET, or the ET race appeared in the Senate in one of the prequels that I already forgot. Um, we were talking about that earlier. But we don't know, like, where in the timeline of E.T. that the Star Wars prequels took place. It says a long time ago. That's true. <laughs> but, That's true. But who, know, but who knows, like, when you travel that far to get to the E.T. planet, maybe you actually travel back in time. So maybe E.T., the grown-up E.T. is actually actively involved in the... In politics? In the Star Wars Senate, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's an opportunity to journey to the Star Wars... To the Senate of the Old Republic and see that... Those scenes from the E.T. race's perspective. I mean, it, you know, if we're looking at, at Star Wars as a historical document, right? Which like, we should be. We should be. Like, who knows when Absolutely. that was made? Like, that could have been I mean, far in the future. A long time ago. It's all we know. Yeah. A long time ago from when, though, right? Like, it could have been That's made true. way in the future of us, right? And so a long time ago could be now well, we, uh, for we, us. We can't, yeah. even be, we can't even begin to comprehend the... The time spatial um, distortion that interstellar travel it, it is too many parsecs on us. It's much it many few too many parsecs there. So you know, even uh, though it could be uh, a long time ago, relatively from now, but in the travel, perhaps we actually travel forward in time to make that long time ago relative to where we end up now. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. So I, I think, um, Chris, this is really important, and I think that um, we really need to spell this out to the audience explicitly, what you're talking about, so that everyone gets it, right? Because we are talking about some pretty complicated, heady stuff. So we need to have, like, um, like, I don't know, like a scrolling block of text or some sort of, like, title card that sort of explains, the, like, the time yeah, difference you're kind of talking about. I got it. Uh, the, the movie opens, and it says, uh, <laughs> Star Wars Episode Ten. E.T. Right? The extraterrestrial, right? No, 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 no. Terrestrial, yes. That's saving for the sequel. This is just called E.T. again. Okay. E.T. 2. So hang on. So, 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 hold on. This means that the third movie of this trilogy is called Star Wars Episode 3T. No, no. This means that the third movie of this trilogy is called Star Wars Episode 11 3T. That's a good point. I'm sorry that... Let me throw a pitch at you. What if we made the third movie uh, 3D exclusive so we can call it 3D or 3TD or 3DT? You know what I mean? (laughs) Three touchdowns. I think... Yeah, I think there might be something really really, uh, potent about that. You know, it could be like a... Like a one-two punch. Like, it's a really good movie and then you get the 3D on there. Star Wars Episode 11 3T 3D. That's kind of what I'm talking about. I think, yeah, see, I think, I think you took my idea and you're rolling with it. No, 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 wait, wait. That. You guys aren't thinking in enough dimensions, okay? It needs to be Star Wars Episode Eleven 3T 5D. Oh, shit. You're right. Because by you're then, right. it, would, it would be in five dimensions. Do you really want to give it the, the stamp of approval, though? Like, like people really recognize the Disney name as, as a mark of quality as well, so it should be officially called... Disney's Star Wars Episode Eleven Three T Three D Five D A Star Wars Story <laughs> No A Star Wars E T Story Hey you got it A Star Wars E T Story is is it's sexy that's a sexy name I think we could we can get that on a box you know Um because kids don't like to read a lot you know what I mean their attention spans are pretty short we should keep it sort of snappy and punchy yeah, and what I like about that is like sometimes when I look at a movie poster it's really vague as to what the image represents but there's so much there's so many words in this title <laughs> it's very clear what i'm what i'm walking into okay so i want to roll back a little bit because we've, we've had some just absolute dynamite ideas here and i want to go back to the the senate stuff for a quick second because i think that et2 where et's grown up and he says to his child one day you know daddy's got to go to work and then we see him like drive to the senate building and it's the same scene as the as the, the Senate <laughs> oh scene god. from from Star Wars. Oh my god! Do you know god. what I mean? And we and we see it from his perspective. I think that's going to help a lot. We play it like a, a horrible tragedy that occurs uh, to ET <laughs> uh, yeah. because Palpatine destroys the Senate. <laughs> yeah, we see it. So he's out of a job. Can really play with dramatic irony here. Like the, the audience <laughs> knows when they walk in there and they see Yoda and Palpatine. 
that there's going to be some fucking Senate seats flying around. <laughs> so, you, so you see, you see in one door, like ET go in with his like hat and his like little briefcase, and in the other door, it's Palpatine and Yoda. And you're like, oh shit, I know what this means. And then you pop that pop that DVD out, and you go watch the Star Wars DVD, and then you come back, right? Yeah, and I think that's really how you should appreciate media now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have to you have to see something to see something else. I mean, that's the way it should work, right? I mean, you, yeah, you should never stop spending money. Well, that's what, that's what we want them to do for sure. We don't even put all of the missing pieces in this movie. What we what we do is it's just gonna leave a little bit more element of mystery. That way, when you go online and you go to the ET three D Star Wars, no, 11, Chris, you're all wrong. Okay, there's more of a there's more of a story. No, it, it's not it's not online. Okay, it's in the comic book. It's, it's in the tie-in video okay, game. Right. That's right. what I'm talking about. You're it's right, a transmedia right. experience, you guys. Because yeah. you know what? What people love that that I've that market research that I've done uh, is has found is that people love going to different sources for their for different parts of the story, right? So if you know you consume the media of the comic book and then you watch the movie and then you sort of read the the website and then you sort of buy the toys. And that gives you a whole experience, you know, kind of go to different places to get the, the whole story. I think people really appreciate I think that. People, I think people really f- appreciate being fucking phenomenally <laughs> confused whenever they watch something. And then when they, they have to sift through the 50 tie-in things, they feel it's a real sense of accomplishment when they understood what the fuck they just watch so that they can then really appreciate it for what well, they can is. go to their friends and tell them like well no you, you really need to read the book to understand you know that market makes them feel research. kind of superior right? okay market research has shown again and again that there's nothing people hate more than understanding a fucking movie the first time they see it okay what they <laughs> need to that. do that sounds believable is leave the movie and then have a social media experience talking about the movie and then they need to go buy some shit to fucking understand the rest of it. It's just that what they love. That's yeah. true. This this really speaks to me. I mean, I wouldn't want to do that, but I could imagine that sort of American moviegoers would love that. Well, I think there could be something very meta about if you if you go to watch this movie and you just it doesn't tickle your nostalgia in quite the right way, and then you get really pissed about it, and then I think the best part of watching a movie now is just going online and bitching about it. So once you do that, <laughs> you do that somebody from one of the filmmakers contacts you and starts to point you in the direction of the things that actually you should have known to actually understand the movie, and then there's that whole uncover that the whole discovery experience that you get to have. Yeah, you you, you really want to start the, the audience at a at a level, like the first stage of the entertainment process is to just frustrate the audience to a point of uh, depression and anger and to the point where they would actually take time out of their life to go bitch about this experience online. And then you can only bring them up from there, I think. So I, I think we've, we've, all, we've tossed a lot of really, really good ideas, but I, I want to sort of loop back around to, to ET2 the extraterrestrial, right? Like I, I, we, we, we think we've got a really good platform down for this sort of multimedia experience, but I want to sort of make sure that we're really delivering on this movie. Cause if this movie flops, we're not going to get our franchise. So I want to make sure that, you know, if, this, if we can sort of focus back on that a little bit more, you know, I think we, I think we got the other stuff nailed, but I think there's still some unanswered questions about how this movie is going to roll out. Um, you know, as far as like the actual pr- plot we've talked about, it's the exact same movie, but from the alien's perspective, we've talked about, you know, Elliot's grown up. Uh, I want to sort of like, let's just lock that stuff down, you know, right now. Okay. I mean, I don't really want to lock it down because I think, <laughs> I think it intrigues an audience now more, more so than actual good storytelling is not having the answers. So if we don't have them ourselves as the filmmakers, mm. how is the audience ever going to, guess what we're thinking yeah that's a good point that's a good point you know it's almost like if we if we intentionally confuse people they'll talk about it more that's true and then the, the theories that they ultimately come up with they'll feel ownership over yeah i mean who wants a story in which you actually engage with characters when you can you can just make something up yourself to fill in all of the the gaps that we. Do you know what's leave. the best thing ever? Is YouTube videos explaining what something meant to someone else. Yeah, I mean that's really what, 
I was going to ask if we could actually like reach out to some sort of influencers and see if we could just get them to come up with a bunch of just a bunch of different sort of conflicting videos about what the the theory could be about the plot yeah. of this movie. I mean, what is a movie if it's not a conduit to a video that I can watch on my phone that some guy made without any professional equipment? <laughs> yeah, and also like that I can watch silently with just text on the screen. But that's also the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and if I can watch it like while I'm while I'm half focusing on something else as well, like like maybe my like maybe my job or my my child's baseball game. Yeah, you, but you know, we only want you to be able to do that if then you go immediately to the internet and act as if you watch the whole thing really, really carefully. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, and you have to have an opinion about it that you can you can shout to the to the rooftops on the internet. Uh, that's that's clearly misinformed, but also wrong. We're not going to have any control over that. That's just going to happen. That's true. I don't want control over it. I want it to happen. It's it's good for synergy. Well. <laughs> so I always say that E.T. to the extraterrestrials is going to be a rousing success. Uh, I think Don't you mean got... Star Wars Episode 10, E.T. to the extra... The, the terrestrial. Episode 11. I must. Please. I must mean that. Yes. Uh, that one, that that movie that we we created in this room without any sort of uh, input from writers or directors or or any sort of creative types, I think we're going to really it's going to do really well. I think we've hit all the bases. We we covered all the really important things, right? We t- we talked about cross brand synergy. We talked about uh, um, brand promotion tie-ins. We talked about you know everything that people want to have in their ET movie, which is everything they already have in their ET movie. And that's right. the most we, important. We talked about a lot of really good references to the first movie that are really going to sort of like sort of jog their memories of, of what it like what it was like to be, you know, in their lives at that time uh, when that movie came out and sort of like spur some like nostalgic feelings of a simpler time. I, I think we really we're really going to get a lot of people really excited about this movie. Yeah. It'll be huge in Asia. It's going to make its money back in Asia for sure. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for thanks for having this conversation with us. Yeah. Thanks for being a part, you know. And we, we uh, hope you we really you really feel like that, you know, we understand just fandom in general. Yeah, and cinema, and, and, you know, and what, and what it means to make a story good. Yeah. I I think we've demonstrated how well we can do that. Hey, that's it for this week. If you'd like to know what we're doing next week, so would we. We're actually not sure yet. So follow us at StoriedCast on Twitter if you'd like some updates. And our email account is storiedcast at gmail.com for any other inquiries. Storied is Sean Ainsworth, Harrison Pink, and Chris Reppert. And our music is by Jared Emerson Johnson. Thanks for listening. 